Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. My own journal shamed me. This happened just this past weekend. And in the new year, I was trying to get myself together, thinking about what I'm going to do, the new things that are going to happen, the old things I'm leaving behind. As you know, I love the new year. I love the whole rejuvenation process. I love the whole thing about January. And yes, even going back to the spirit of Janice, looking back in the past and looking forward to the future at the same time gives you this great perspective. And it has a whole thing that wraps up with my particular ideology of a trajectory that matches up with my goals, aspirations, ambitions, and so forth. But this time when I started to look back, I went way back. And when I went way back, I saw some things that I didn't know that I wanted to see. It's the power of journaling, but you got, you got to understand, if you really start journaling, man, it's going to start, it's going to challenge you. Journaling will actually challenge you. And that's what we're going to talk about here today on Creativity Threads Life, the podcast by Mr. Benja that goes over all of the creative elements that I've experienced that I'm looking to understand. That I just want to talk about and we try to cover what's happening in the world. And you know what? We create our own worlds around us. We create our environments. We create our homes. We create our schools. We create our lives. And in all my years of developing uh, video games, art, events, and so forth, I've come to understand that this thing we call creativity is much more than just wearing funny clothes, wearing interesting outfits, and having weird, you know, habits and idiosyncrasies that people say, oh yeah, that guy's a creative. I'm talking about actually creating the world around you. What is that all about? And that's what this podcast is here to explore. Now, since we're starting this in 2024 at one of the times where I'm looking at the whole idea about creativity and creating yourself, and it's happening around the New Year's time, a lot of this is going to be based on resolutions and getting resolved and getting your stuff together. And journaling comes along with that. So that's what today's topic is really on about. If you wait till the end, uh, we'll discuss some things about what's going on in my current life and everything else. I know a lot of podcasts tend to front load that up front to get you to listen to all that, like ads or whatever. And then they put the real podcast at the end. But I want to go straight into the podcast. I want to go straight into the information. So that's how we're going to do it here. Executive decision. I've decided that's how I'm going to run this podcast. Straight to the info. No chaser. So yeah, here's what happened. I was enjoying my new journaling practice. And I, I did the initial version of it 
couple of years ago and kind of played around with it, some composition books and was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. It kind of started morphing into a to-do list and, you know, an opportunity tracker and some other things. But at some point I really got good with what a journal I thought should be. And that was around 2021. And in 2022, I started really nailing it down and putting this into a much better practice. Now, I've always journaled in some form or fashion, but I really, really haven't taken it seriously until now. Um, 2021, that is. And so in 2000, by the time 2022 rolled around, I had made it a regular practice where it was a daily kind of thing. I was like, okay, I can do this daily. I can really get down my thoughts. I can really put down some good information and keep going about my life. And I know the journaling is helping me out. Now, before I go any further, uh, what is journaling, right? Um, what is this practice that everybody's so goofy about? Is it just a diary? Is it just a ledger? Is it just a record? Are you just writing down stuff to, to be writing down stuff? Well, it can be all of that. The thing is, journaling is going to be different for everybody that does it. So if somebody says they have the perfect way to journal, they have, have a way to journal. And it may work out well for what they're trying to accomplish and for what you're trying to get out of it. But it can be a lot of things. The idea is that you're taking information that you have in your head or you're taking raw data, raw feelings, raw emotions, raw sensations, and you're taking the time to stop, translate whatever it is into words, and then store those words in a written format or maybe a visual format or a video format or whatever. I know a lot of people use vlogs as their, their type of journaling. Uh, a lot of people use Facebook as their public journal, you know, et cetera. But the idea that you have to take something out of your head, formalize it, say, wait a minute, I know I have these random impulses, thoughts, you know, synapses are firing in my head. I know I have these random things, but what does it mean for me to put it together to congeal it into a, even if it's not good, that's why I use the word congeal here. Even if it's not good, it's, it's a form. It's formalized in some relatively concrete form. And you put it on paper. And you have to go through a lot of processes to understand, hey, I'm feeling this right now. What is the word for that? Okay, let me say there's a word for this. Let me put it in together into a sentence that makes a string of sentences, that makes a paragraph, that makes a journal entry. That's what's happening today. And over time, you start to get better at recognizing what's going on within you because you're putting it on paper. You're taking the internal and moving it to the external. And to do that appropriately requires uh, many functions in your brain and body as well. So when you're journaling, and as I said, it can be any way. You can just be writing things down. You could be recording them. But the whole process is, in fact, a creative process. And this is what, what keyed me into really wanting to get into journaling was this creative aspect of it. Like As you're marking this stuff down, what are you creating? What are you, what are you formalizing? What are you remembering? What are you keying in on? 
and this isn't just me thinking that, hey, it's a good thing to do. Um, many scientists and researchers have actually done work in uh, behavioral psychology. They've done work in sociology, figuring out that, okay, no, journaling actually has a lot of really tangible benefits. It's good for your creativity. You start to understand more about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing when you put it down in some physical form. A lot of artists and any type of developer can tell you that, yes, something is in your head is one thing, but when you actually start creating it and putting it into the real world, it's a complete other thing. So the whole idea of putting down your thoughts, it's actually making you a better thinker as well, because you're thinking about what you're doing and literally transcribing it into something real, quote unquote real. So it helps you with your creativity. It also helps with your mental health. And by the way, I'm getting this from Google Bard. I don't have a source exactly. I don't know where it sourced its information from, and I didn't take the time to go deep looking into what Bard was doing at the time. But usually I'll cite a source. Uh, but it's also good for your, journaling is also good for your mental health. If you've got issues going on, you know, sometimes talking about them can really mo help move you forward. You're formalizing all your thoughts. You're, you're going through the process of making something real once again. And part of the process of making something real means it's outside of you. Once something's outside of you, you can see it a little more appropriately. You can never get fully outside of your own viewpoint. But ask anybody who's ever done any video work or audio work. They think they sound one way and then they record themselves and play it back. And they're like, oh, geez, I sound completely different than I thought. Who is that guy? Who is that girl? What's that? What's going on? Same thing with video. You don't know that you walk a certain way and your gait has a certain hop and bob to it. You're like, oh, okay, I walk like that. Interesting. I didn't know that. Thank you for showing me this video. I'm outside of myself. I can see it better and I can understand. But it's still you. And you can never completely get away from yourself. And one thing that journaling did for me, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that and say, what is journaling? I'll, I'll get to that. I got to go through this list here. Uh, goal setting. Journaling is also good for goal setting. If you're trying to figure out where you're going, keeping a recorded record, a measurement, um, keeping track of everything you've done and what you're thinking and where you're going, this is also definitely good for getting to your goals. You start to see where you're on track, where you're off track. You're like, hey, why was there a spike here? Oh, okay, that was when my family's in town and my family really motivates me. Wow, okay, I didn't realize that was so much of an effect on what I was doing. Let me check the other times in the journal when my family showed up and boom, there it goes. So you start tracking measurements and you can reach your goals faster. Journaling is also good for communication. So if you're just trying to communicate something, as I said, you don't really know what you're communicating until it's outside of you. So the more practice you get on putting something outside of you and then editing it and then looking at it from a, a more objective point of view, not a completely objective point of view, but a more objective point of view, then the more you're able to communicate those ideas properly because you know when you say these things or when you put them out into the world, when you write them down, you know they're going to be translated in a certain way and you get better at the translation process and you start thinking about things better. Speaking of thinking, journaling is also good for critical thinking. Critical thinking. Whenever you're tasked with the idea to think critically, something comes up and you have to think on the spot, on the fly. You have to be critical and say, this belongs over here, th that belongs over there. 
this is this. You have to critique something, put a value judgment on it, say it's good, bad, fast, slow, strong, weak, impressive, lackluster, etc. You start having to critique things in the real world in real time and journaling helps with that process. I know Theo from the Show Versus Business podcast is really big on predictions at the beginning of the year and looking back on all the things that that he thought was going to happen one way and that happened some other way. And it gives you a good look back. You're like, wow, I thought this way, but it really was this way. Interesting. Okay. So that works well with critical thinking. Um, and let's see. The last one we're going to talk about is it improves your memory. If you just have all these thoughts going along in your head, and you're not journaling them. You don't practice thinking a certain way and remembering things a certain way. Your memory isn't like a, a file cabinet where you just go back into the files and flip through all your information and pull out data and pull out sheets and like, okay, this happened on this day. Okay, right. Your, your, your way of remembering things is a form of procedural memory access where your brain, whenever you try to recall something, your brain doesn't really know what that is. Like in terms of a file cabinet, in terms of, a, you know, a strict, perfect replication of data. It's a viewpoint. It's a, an abstraction almost. Where every time you think about the past, your body has to go through all these impulses to figure out, okay, what was I thinking then? Who was I at the time? Okay, what was... What was that like? Uh, uh, it was kind of re related to this and that. From the past into a translation that works for you in the present. It's not necessarily the quote unquote truth. If you ever remember anything that happened as a kid, like something happened to you as a kid or something you went through a certain experience and you had a very strong feeling about that as a kid. Now, when you look back at that, it's interesting and amazing that your feelings are pretty much the same or very, unless you've altered your, your feelings on the matter, you look back and say, yeah, that teacher, she was a jerk and blah, 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 blah. And that may not actually be how things went, but because you're just recreating or trying to piece together memories from when you were a kid, you never really updated those feelings and thoughts. You just kind of always assume that, yeah, it was like that. Or even better example, have you ever gone, um, you, you, you're at, out somewhere with your friends or family members or people you knew from a long time ago, and you say to yourself, yeah, this thing happened. Let me recall this memory and bring it up to the people. You recall your memory, it's like, yeah, Remember we all went to that baseball game and, and I got sick and then they had to take everybody home. We had to leave the game early, but it was really cool because we got to sit home and play video games and we were all together at, you know, at Uncle Barry's house and everybody starts laughing. And then, you know, like your cousin or somebody says, no, no, no. Uh, it wasn't a baseball game. We went to the movies and you didn't get sick. I was the one who got sick and everybody's like, oh, wait, yeah, that is right. And you totally misremember that. That's because when you were putting together the memory or trying to recall the memory, you were putting together all the pieces of it. Where'd you get baseball from? 
you, you didn't go to a baseball game. It was a movie theater. Where'd you get that from? I don't know. Maybe they were, maybe something was a, maybe there was an ad for a baseball movie, major league or something. Or maybe you saw baseball within the movie. And for some reason, your kid self just honed in on that baseball memory. And for some reason, you thought you were at a game. And then your cousin was like, no, you didn't get sick. I got sick. And you're like, wait a minute, really? Is that what happened? And everybody nods their head. You seem like a crazy person. You seem like a fool. Well, this is how memories work. So journaling can help with that. Journaling is a way to at least take a record of what you were thinking of at a certain time. At a certain time, a certain place, a certain situation. You can make a record of how you were translating things and transcribing them in any given time. And when you look back on it, it's going to reinforce a bit of the truth or a truth that you put down on paper or you recorded. So yes, it can help with memory. So what is journaling good for? Once again, creativity, mental health, goal setting, communication, critical thinking, memory. And one thing they didn't list on here was it does better with your your general feelings. I suppose they meant to put this under mental health. But I found that processing feelings and processing emotions and attitudes really, it really goes a long way when you're journaling. Um, journaling really takes you to that next level of understanding the way you feel, your emotional state, your, your current vibe. Because once again, a lot of times we think that we're the, the people that we think we're having all these feelings, but in an hour from now, we'll be a different version of that person. Like we may be hungry for dinner and the person an hour ago just wanted to, you know, get finished some project that that person was working on. Same person an hour ago, but totally different set of feelings. So working through your feelings is another good one. I'll add that as I'll add that on the list. Creativity, mental health, goal setting, communication, critical thinking, memory, and feelings slash emotions. It's all good, good for that. And et cetera. Probably sure it's good for a lot of other things. Um, a lot more technical things as well. When you're just taking notes and it allows you to create better in the future, et cetera, et cetera. Point is, journaling is good for you. Now, let's fly back to what I was talking about before and how I ended up getting shamed. I was in 2022, two years ago, starting up my, my power journaling practice. I had, I had taken it from just playing around to being a power journaler, power archiver of my thoughts, feelings, aspirations, goals, et cetera. Taking great record, it, it, was, it was awesome. And this was the first year I'd really gone in power-wise and started doing this every single day. So I broke out my composition books, started, you know, laying down all the information, the detail, the data. I was feeling good about it. I did it once in the morning and once at night. So it's a two-part process I have. And I'll outline this at some point in the future, but it's a two-part process I have. In the morning, I write down all my goals, objectives, aspirations, trajectories, strategies, tactics, whatever. I just write a bunch of them down. Without thinking too much, it actually comes pretty quickly. Some I write in the some I write in the future tense, some I write in the past tense, some I write in the present tense. It doesn't matter. I just need to get these thoughts and feelings out of my head. I like this. This is where I'm going with this. I'm going to be this and that. 
I exercise every day, et cetera. I was just writing down stuff. Happens in the first part of the day. Um, second, second half of the day or end of the day, I do it again. And things kind of change a little bit, but I wanted to make sure I do that at night so I get to sleep on these ideas and come wake up fresh in the morning and do it again. And that's the basics of it. There's a lot to it. I said, I'll outline it all later. But I started doing that in around October 2022 and did that straight every day until today. Up until today. I haven't stopped, but I've done it that long, that straight, in an unbroken streak. Even if I don't have my journal next to me, I'll take some notes down on my phone and copy them over later. I'll type something up on my computer, print it up and tape it into the, the journal, the physical journal. What, whatever the case is, I always make sure I journal something at least once a day, usually twice a day. So in 2024, I'm going back through all my journal notes. I'm going back through my previous years just as an exercise. I was listening to Dr. Benjamin Hardy, um, a behavioral psychologist. He was talking about the benefits of journaling, and he has this practice of looking back. Now, I traditionally don't look back too much unless I'm trying to remember something. I'll think, wait a minute. What was I trying to accomplish when I did this in October last year? And then I'll go flip back to October and see what it was. So, you know, it's a good record for that. But the way Dr. Benjamin Hardy was saying to do this was, you know, you look back and you see how far you've come, what gains you've made, what things you can add. The thing that no one ever told me about, the thing that no one ever warned me was could be coming, was this idea of looking back in the past and seeing something that you didn't like that still happens today. And when that realization hit me, that there were things that bothered me then and are still bothering me now, like a year and a half later, that was an oh crap moment. I was about to curse, but Meta's all on, on, my, on my behind about my language. So until I get to Gary V's number of followers, I'm going to curb my language slightly. Terrible, I know. But I look back at this journal and I was trying to find, I don't know, I was just looking back because he said, the, Benjamin Hardy said the process of looking back was valuable. And I was like, all right, let me start really looking back a little more often. Let me try to take myself back to where I was to see how far I've come, where I could be going, how, just how things are going. And man, I saw an entry in there that said, I will blank. And I was like, okay. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. And I still go through this. I'm still looking to accomplish this. Holy crap. This thing's been sitting with me and I hadn't even noticed. It was a bad habit that was so natural. I didn't notice I was still doing it. So I flipped through the pages again and every couple of days I kept complaining or saying I would do something about this. And I'm like, holy crap, this thing has been with me all this time. But my mind decided to push it out of the forefront and not even bother with it. Now, this is fascinating to me because I'm looking at my journal entries 
of today in January 2024 and going back into September, October of 2022 and seeing the similar variations on that. And I'm like, there's an area here I haven't been improving. My journal is shaming me. It's telling me, look, you still do this. You still have this problem. You're still in this state. Man, what's wrong with you? When that realization hit me, that there were things that I could be bummy about, that I could just be lackluster on and not really have the self-realization to notice it, maybe my mind and body was protecting itself. It's like, no, 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 you're cool the way you are. But at some point, some part of me said, you know what? You need to fix that. And I kept saying that, never got around to fixing these certain aspects. And I felt a little bit shame, man. I'm usually okay with, yeah, things like this. I'm like this, whatever. It's all good. But my journal shamed me. And I kind of stopped and put my pen down and was like, what in the hell is going on? How is this even possible? You know, people that have an issue and you think they you think they would know that they have this issue, but they go around life like they don't. They may even talk to other people about it, about their issue. And you're like, you know, dude, you've got a problem yourself. So this particular issue that came up back in October of 2022, September, October timeframe, and is now coming up again. I wondered how long had I been doing that? How long had I had this way of thinking before I started journaling? So I asked a friend about this. I was like, hey, friend. And she was like, yeah, how's it going? I'm like, good, good. Let me ask you. There's this thing I do. And she's like, yeah. I was like, I don't like doing that. And I've been doing this for a while. I need to stop this. And she's like, yeah. I just kind of thought you were that was what you were. That's you decided to do that. And you've been on that for a little bit. And you've, and you know, that person just kind of accepted that. Yeah, that's how I was with this issue. So the whole world just would let me have this issue. And really not give me much resistance. And I'm like, this is unacceptable. In fact, somebody might have actually come up and told me about this issue. But because I was in whatever mode I was in, I didn't take it seriously and didn't address it. So now I'm feeling ashamed because my own journal, my own version of myself told me, hey, you have a problem and you've had a problem for a little while. You need to fix that. And I can't ignore it now because I've written it down for the past year and a half. And didn't really recognize it. It was incredibly eye-opening for me to see my own thoughts like that. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thanks for dropping through. Keep journaling alive. So yeah, it was incredibly, it was just mind-blowing. Shocking almost. This is one of those realizations of how the mind works, how you actually operate, how things really are. 
like your version of reality is not really reality. That's just a translation of your senses through your brain filter, which has been massively affected by many, many things and doesn't include things that we don't know how to process or sense. It's a, our, our senses are a lens to the world, not the actual world itself. But this journal can help, this journaling thing can help you get a little closer to reality and knowing yourself. So now I have a new knowledge of self through my journaling. And yes, it's only shaming. But after I got over the, oh my gosh, I don't believe this kind of thing, a part of me started a little maniacal laughter inside. I got really interested in this idea that I could retune and refine myself just by looking back at my journal entries, just by clipboarding myself. Clipboarding is a phrase I use to whenever you're taking a tally of everything in your life or, or what's going on. It's like when you walk around with the clipboard, you know, you always see the guys in the lab coats, some big engineering project, they've got a clipboard and they're walking around taking notes and checking off status items. When you clipboard your own life, that's what I'm talking about. Clipboarding may have to do a podcast on that too, but stepping back and being able to look at this whole array of things that I can check off my status on just blew my mind. Blew my mind. So now I'm thinking, okay, this whole journaling thing isn't just a tool. It's like an evolutionary, it's like an evolutionary mechanism. Like they say, they say one of the differences between humans and and animals is that we have the unique ability to, well, one of our unique abilities is the ability to recognize self. Like some, some animals aren't able to recognize themselves in a mirror. They think it's somebody else or some other thing. They can't make that leap from this is me and that is a vision of me in a mirror. But we have that. Another level is just being able to understand that, yes, everybody else is another version of, not me, but they're, they're another version of the same species that I am. Like, if I see something, I kind of realize that, well, yeah, if I see something and I have eyes and everything, I know who I am and I can see myself from the outside, I can kind of understand that other people do that as well. So there's this relational understanding. And then there's another level where it's the ability that humans have to think about thinking. The fact that we don't just think, we can actually stop and say, huh, why did I think that? Or what do I think about, or last week I thought, why did I have that thought? I wonder what they're thinking. So the idea that you can think about thinking is something that higher level creatures do. The journaling keyed me into another evolution, another evolutionary step, which is a mental tool. Now we've seen, we've seen primates use tools like they'll take the blade of grass and stick it in the in the ant pile and when it has ants on it, they eat the ants or whatever, or eat the larvae and grubs. And they use tools. A lot of animals use tools. Crows, 
um, chimps, you know, different types of birds and whatever. You you see animals use tools. That's one thing. But combining the use of tools with the mental acuity that we have, now we have this ability to extend our brains in a way through the tool of journaling, extend our minds and our consciousness in a way that's talking back to us. So we're not consciously talking to ourselves. We're intentionally separating ourselves in journal form into some other entity, and it's talking back to us. I almost think of it like archiving all of your thoughts into AI and talking to yourself. I suppose we're getting to that point somewhere in the future. We're pretty close to it now. But this idea I had about my, my journal talking back to me and that representing a certain level of evolution. Dog, it's kind of mind-blowing. If you watch anime and you think about Naruto, how Naruto was able to, to improve himself by practicing with himself in a way that nobody else could really do at his level. That was the kind of moment I had when I realized my journal was shaming me. Another version of me was looking at me like, say, man, what's wrong with you? What's up with you? What's going on? And yes, I, I really mean another version of me. By the way, you're not always the same version that you always are. We tend to think that we're always the same person. But we have versions of ourselves that change over time and that change depending on situations. So the same version of you that was at your uncle's funeral is not the same version of you that's playing pool and getting drunk with your friends on a Friday night. It's the same you, but a completely different set of operations are going on that determine how you act, how you feel, and how you comprehend things. Like if you're playing pool, you're probably thinking of, you know, bad math or whatever and trying to figure out the angles on the, on the board. When you're at your uncle's funeral, you're thinking more on the social and emotional side of things, et cetera. You get the point. But, um, but this is what journaling can really do for you. There's, there's a lot to it. And I am not like a behavioral psychologist or a sociologist or any type of mental scientist. What I have done is created things for people all of my life and with people's usage in mind. And there's a lot of psychology that goes into video games and figuring out how to make them behave in certain ways, but I have no formal education on the matter. I really have looked into a lot of it. And this journaling thing snuck up on me as something that I was, I, I can't believe, I almost can't believe I let it go for this long without realizing how badass it could be. Shout out to Enigma32. What's up, man? Enigma32 says, I read a book called Building a Second Brain. And in there, the author talks about how creating notes are knowledge we leave for our future self. Exactly. Precisely. It's like another version of you has already lived through this cycle and is telling you something. It's, re it's really interesting. Like, I don't know if you've ever read a book or watched a movie or just had any type of experience and you experience it one way. Then years later, you may be listening to that song again and you hear them say a certain line and you're like, holy crap, that person meant this. 
they were saying it that way. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's the same you. It's the same song. But it's like a different version of you and a different version of the song is happening. So you can key into talking to your future self in crazy ways. And journaling is one of those ways that that makes it just really interesting. Um, so I've got a couple ways of, of journaling that I'm getting into now. And um, for just a, just a little bit more on how this works, you have something called a reticular activation system. And this basically is your mind system of deciding what motivates you, what moves you, what to act on, what not to act on. In, in gross terms, it's your mind and body's filtration device. Not like your liver or drinking alcohol or whatever. I'm talking about all the experiences and signals coming in. There's so much information going on right now. There's so many pieces of information flying by, so many things to touch on, to, to scroll past, et cetera, that this part of your system called the reticular activation system, it's basically basically a neurological system coming up from your brainstem that decides, okay, um, there's a car coming. I'm about to cross the street. I'm hungry. I'm on my way to get some food. What should I care about? Okay, there's a car coming. You don't want to get run over. It's going to think about that. Okay, um, do I have enough gas to get where I'm going? To? You get all these little thoughts start going around. And very quickly, and, and oftentimes, most more, the majority of the times, it's happening without your knowledge. You're just going about your daily life. But this whole RAS system is figuring out what you, you should be paying attention to, what's important, what's your motivation, what it's going to present to you. And then you go into a, something like a, a shopping mall. You know, you, you get to the mall where you're going to go to the food court. And you realize that you're thinking about food and everybody else is thinking about something completely different. Some people are thinking about, hey, let's go. Let's go to the clothing store. Some people are thinking about, let's go to the hardware store. Some people are thinking about, let's go eat food. Everybody's got their own filter. So somebody else, they may not smell the food court. They may not smell the food. They may be completely thinking about something else. And you're like, holy crap, what is that they're cooking? That smells delicious. And they may not even notice because they filtered it out because their mind's on something else while your mind's on food. So your mind's on food. You may trip and fall into the fountain because your mind was so on food. And somebody else that just got their hair done is, you know, they don't want to get their hair wet. So they obviously see the fountain and don't fall in. Just like that. Journaling is a way to intentionally start to recognize things. You start recognizing things and say, you know what, I want to actually key in on that on purpose. And you start writing it down. I want to think about this. I want to look for this. I really liked what happened here. I want more of that. I didn't like so much what happened over here. I'm going to avoid that. And you can actually train your RAS to improve and give you better results on the world that you're already living in. This kind of gets into that whole woo-woo, think positive thing, which I, I vibe with. And this is where they relate, the RAS. So look into that later. 
Nigma32 asks, you ever create a commonplace book? I actually have run across that term, but I can't remember what that's about. So I'm going to say no, because I don't know what it's referring to exactly or how you're using it. Um, but no, I will look that up. Commonplace book. Google says commonplace book is, is at once a book form and a method of reading. Commonplacing was a system of using books in which readers digested the books they read by extracting, ordering, and recording particular phrases or passages in notebooks of their own. Uh, that information comes from the University of Chicago Library. I assume the University of Chicago Library knows what it's talking about in some regards. So I'm going to have to look that one up and uh, dig a little into that. And then starts talking about what's the difference between a journal and a commonplace book. It says, technically, a journal is more of a personal record of events or ideas. A commonplace book, on the other hand, is more like a repository of thoughts and ideas that you collect from from other sources for future use or to reflect upon. Okay, yeah. So I guess a commonplace book, the way I'm reading it is a little more like a, you know, a, a notebook that you would think about when you're, when you're doing your, um, when you're doing your studies. It's a way to compile knowledge. Huh. All right. So yeah, I'm going to have to do a little more research into how people are using commonplace books and a lot of the thinking on that. Um, but as I said, with, with my journal, you know, a lot of people, and here's the, here's the thing that gets me with the whole New Year's benefits and everybody putting journals out. Oh, here, buy this $32 journal. You know, a lot of that is sold to to people who have this idea of a diary and this is probably what kept me away from it for so long. It seemed a little too frilly for my purposes. Like I wanted something a little more mechanical and, you know, actionable. Like, hey, let's get this down. I wasn't so concerned about getting in touch with feelings or whatever. And that seems to be where a lot of the journal, diary, record keeping kind of uh, ideology was coming from. But shame on me. That's my fault for not really looking into it into journaling as I should have a long time ago. But, um, but yeah, so as I said, um, I write down, I write down my, uh, entries, what I call my goats, my goals, objectives, aspirations, trajectory, and strategy. I write all that down two times a day, once in the morning, once at night, um, about 10 to 15 entries. And I just kind of blast them out. And that's at the very basic what I do. Then I also keep some notes. I also keep tabs on what went well, what didn't go so well, what I learned, what I came across, interesting thoughts, random notes, good ideas, bad ideas, et cetera. Um, so throughout the day, I'll actually journal these things as, as I get them. As I said, I'll formalize this whole process. I've worked it out. It's pretty cool now and uh, makes me want to go for it. But anyway, thanks for that commonplace book idea. really like that. So what can you do in the meantime? Um, and why would I even, why would I even start mentioning this? As I said, you can really start training your mind and training your feelings, training your thoughts, training your impulses to behave a certain way through journaling. And this, this was the major unlock for me where, whereas most of the things I was looking back on, 
I was happy with. Like, okay, I learned that. Okay, I moved forward there. Okay, I need to put a little work in there. This was the first time I'd really felt shame. And that was a necessary pain that I had to go through to understand just how powerful the system is. But it's like, wow, I messed that up. I've been talking about this and haven't been doing it. So if you have a notebook of any type, just go ahead and start journaling. There's no really wrong way to journal. You're going to start doing what works for you, what's fun for you. If, it's, if it becomes not fun at some point, then your journaling will actually reflect that. It's like, okay, this isn't becoming fun for me. Why isn't it fun? What can I do to change this? What can I do better? Or am I so ashamed at what's happening that I don't want to write it down? That's valuable information in itself. Maybe you need a certain type of notebook. Some people use, I know a friend who spends like $10 on every journal. They're these hardback journals she has and she keeps them on a shelf, very neatly organized. I'm like, cool. I prefer the 50 to 99 cent composition books that you can grab at any store. 99 cent store, Rite Aid, Office Max, Target, wherever you are, you can kind of find these cheap composition books. And I have a whole specific reason for doing that. You know, but I also keep these little jot books is what I call them. I also keep very small little jot books I can put in my pocket, write down quick little notes. There's a whole process. But you got to start somewhere. And if we're in 2024 and you're still just kind of shuffling your feet and starting to lose momentum, starting to forget yourself a little bit or what you were thinking about on January 1st or the end of December last year. If you're starting to just now fall out of favor with the New Year's, which is what a lot of people do at this time, strongly suggest trying out journaling or reintroducing yourself to some sort of journaling practice. Doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be right, especially if you're a creative. Now, I know this is creativity threads life, and a lot of people don't think they're creative, but I'm already calling you a creative. For your creative exploits, you really should be journaling. Artists should know how to do this with dated sketchbooks. Artists should already have a, a heads up or a leg up on this practice by using dated sketchbooks with your sketchbooks and have certain dates in them saying, yes, this is how I was drawing. Then this is how I'm drawing now. This is how my watercolors look. Then this is how they look now. And you should see some sort of change. You should see some sort of progress. You may have actually gotten worse where you're like, oh man, my, my whole face structure looks worse, but I'm producing 20 times as many faces as I was doing before. Wow, my speed's really increased. Or why is my why is my facial structuring? Why is that down? Whatever. Artists have a leg up in that aspect. So not just writing stuff down, you should be sketching stuff out also. Or if you're somebody who does voice, maybe start podcasting or using your voice notes app on your phone to journal audio. I know that Apple just updated and in their latest update, they've got a new app that's actually journal. It's a journal app. Pretty interesting. I'm actually going to start using it, uh, taking pictures of random things, random moments in my life. You can do a self-record to record yourself at certain times and you just boom, 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 add this stuff to the journal app. It's pretty cool. I'm seeing how it works in with my whole process right now, but it's fun. And I used to think that I was just throwing all this information into the wind, but that's okay. 
even if you never go back and look at your journals, even if you never go back, the fact that you're formalizing them and putting them in concrete form is amazing and beneficial to you. So listen, that's all. That's it for this one. Um, definitely want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. Definitely want to thank anyone who's subscribed on Apple, subscribed on Google Podcast, or subscribed on Spotify and any of the other platforms out there. We are now currently pumping out to all these other platforms. I'm trying to make sure that I'm indexed across any, any app. So when you pick up CastBox or when you pick up uh, Podbean or any of these podcast apps that when you search Creativity Threads Life or Mr. Benja, this should come up. Because this is something I'm doing to actually enhance my process. And what do you know? It happens daily. It comes on every, right now I'm doing this every weeknight week evening or whatever uh, i want to get down to a perfect schedule where i'm coming showing up at a certain time but for right now i don't have that i also will probably start going going visual at some point right now i'm just doing audio but that's fine the more important thing is to get in there and do these every day i honestly don't feel like screwing with the camera and the visual part of it kind of distracts me a little bit so that's why i don't jump on the camera all the time but i might start doing that later also, um, I'm still working out uh, the Creative Study Lounge. I remember I mentioned last year the Creative Study Lounge was coming. All this random information that I've been talking about in little bits here and there is kind of a scratch pad for, for projects I'm putting together. And I'm going to be putting it in the Creative Study Lounge. You can actually go to the website right now. There's not too much up there currently. You can buy some merch if you'd like to help support. I'll be adding more to that as the year goes on. And you'll see that progress happening. I guess you could say I'm somewhat journaling this on threads, which is why it's called Creativity Threads Life. But we'll see what happens with that. Also, what else is going on? Uh, I'm supposed to be checking out Echo, the Marvel show, see what's going on with that. I may have some things to say creatively about what they're trying. Usually I talk about that on show versus business, but I want to check out Echo. I just saw, what was that show? Um, on Netflix, the anime with the um, Blue-Eyed Samurai. Yeah, I just finished checking that out. It was okay. I, it wasn't bad. It was well-constructed and everything. It's just, when I watch these kinds of shows, I'm usually looking for a certain type of protagonist. And this protagonist is kind of a bit of a revenge-based asshole, in my opinion. And that's fine in some situations, and it can work, but I don't know. It just wasn't totally connecting for me in terms of being able to relate to a character that's trying to bring good into the world. But I, I may have some words on that I, I want to put down at some point. What else is going on? Uh, things are going crazy in the world. Uh, got wars going on. And people ask me, why am I doing something like this? And this is something that comes up with artists a lot. Why am I... With all this stuff going on in the world, why are you just creating art? What do you think you're doing? Well, I make it a point to make sure that I'm interacting and understanding things that are going on. I do not make it a point to directly go after a lot of these issues. Why not? Well, I think that you can starve a lot of these 
problems and issues, I think you can starve them for their air. And when people start flaming you online, people start spewing whatever one-sided argument that they have, I think you can, I think you can successfully drown out that situation by providing a positive creative outlet for a lot of these situations. Because usually when two people start fighting, they're, they're very big extremes. And I'm not going to get into it deep, but uh, somebody was asking about, you know, well, what are you doing? And it's like, listen, everybody I run into, I try to, every person I run into, every place I go, every thing, every endeavor that I invest myself into, I try to make it a better place and not a frivolous place, but an actual better place. Most people tend to want to throw the baby out with the bathwater in every situation. And I'm like, listen, you're really concerned about extreme cases and that's valid. But let's bring back the, the more common sense nature of things. Let's bring back coming together to discuss problems, not argue with each other to discuss problems, not trying to attack people, but make things better for more more groups. If I can get along in my own world and do my own thing, great. Hopefully you can get along in your world and do your own thing great as well. But that's kind of the vibe behind this podcast. Um, one that I don't think I've really expressed before. So all of us stick together, do our own things, create our own worlds the best we can and do it without the need to attack somebody else or get in all these unnecessary fights. I spent a lot of my energy, a lot of my time battling with these unnecessarily negative thoughts and just spending a lot of energy fighting. Negativity takes a lot of energy. And a lot of times it's not necessary. Fighting takes a lot of energy. And a lot of times it's not necessary. We could be spending all our time trying to fix problems, but we want to attack some guy on the internet. If you don't know what this is like, think about how much time you've lost when somebody online or in person or random in the street has said something that bothers you. That can stick with you for weeks. And the amount of compounded time that you've lost is bad. So I'm going to round out just by saying, hey, listen, creativity threads through life. If you're trying to create something good, don't try to do it necessarily by attacking bad things. Try to really focus in on what's causing your creativity to blossom, bloom, flow as best as it can. And think on the positive, literally what puts you in your own direction. Your positive may be somebody else's negative and that's fine. But hey, you've got a life to create. Hopefully you're creating a good one. That's Mr. Benja for Creativity Threads Live. Thanks everybody who joins us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell all your friends, tell your mama. Uh, send her a bowl of cookies and let her know to listen to the podcast. All right, peace.